Hi, my name is JD, and you're listening to White Collar Horror. So, Hit Zero is back, and this time I figured I won't torture you so much. And you know, because you shared all these humiliating stories, mm-hmm. and we've gotten to know you so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, this time I have one easy question for you. Um, shoot. Which is, have you ever been so tired from work, mm. right? And done something really stupid or petty or ridiculous as a result of being so tired from work? Yes. Uh, yeah. This again. If if you listen to the previous episode, which I recommend that you should. Yes. <laughs> um. This is a counterpoint to why Juice should have held back, held back my claims. Not for the reason that he did, but because I kind of abused the system a bit. Right. Okay. So for context, if you didn't listen to the p- previous episode, which mm-hmm. you should, Hitzer mm-hmm. uh, used to be the editor of Juice Magazine, mm-hmm. which was writing about underground shows, uh, the indie scene in general. Yes. And Hitzer, after giving his two months notice yeah. to leave, um, had tweeted a few things to which the company took offense at. Yeah. And decided to with withhold my claims. His claims. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on the flip side to this is uh, when I first got promoted to the editor position, I was stoked. Well, I mean, I was kind of stoked. Um, if, if you guys don't, if you're not from Singapore, like uh, when I first joined Juice, I was six months into my position. The entire team left. Uh, oh my gosh! So you're a one man show. No, I was supposed to go with them. There was a sort of coup uh, going on. A lot of people were frustrated with management. There were big bosses and so stuff. So they started their own magazine. Called Ziggy. Yes. I thought we weren't going to name it, but sure. Yeah, Ziggy. No, it's a way better <laughs> magazine. Um, <laughs> they asked me to go with them. Um, on the counterpoint, the management told me that I could be promoted immediately with a big pay rise. You know, now, now I'm editor. La. Yeah. Straight up. I had no experience, by the way. Uh, so, but you might as well. Yeah, so I was like this... I was thinking like, okay, I could work here for five, six years, work my way up to editor. No way did I think within my first year I would be editor of Juice, you know. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to take it. Yeah. I'm just going to take it. Like, I had no idea what the consequences were, how how exhausting it would be, that type of thing. Yeah. Trial by fire kind of thing. But I took it anyways. So I got really bent out very quickly. Within yeah. the first two years, I, I was landing on a job. I had to, uh, my first time, my first job ever, one year into it, I was taking care of employees. I was listening to people's You're complaints. You were a manager. A, a managerial position, so yeah. to speak, like, as an editor, assigning things. You know, people make mistakes. I have to school them. I have to hire them. I have to fire them. You know, that kind yep. of thing. Just not ready for it. I was so tired. I, was yep. so, I didn't care. And because I got to make my own schedule, I told my writers that like, there's this whiteboard here. You know, so um, whenever you have to go out for interviews, which happens, or go out for shows, yeah. or go out for whatever, just put down, you know, like, I'll be out from, like, 4 to 5 p.m. So I know where you are. Yeah. You know. So what I did with myself was I abused that whiteboard system, which I created. <laughs> what I did was I always said that, like, I would be out for interviews. You yeah. know, let's say I w- I'm going to interview a band, like, Amateur Takes Control or something, and I'm going to meet... Which is a Singaporean band. Singaporean band, a post-rock band by uh, my friend Adil Rashid. Uh, check them out, they're really good. Um, <laughs> I love how every mention you have has a plug in it. <laughs> uh, yeah, old habits die hard, huh? Um, <laughs> anyway, so, for example, I'm going to interview Adil from Amateur Takes Control, uh, and I'll always put all my interviews at 9am in the morning. So that you don't have to go into the office at 9am in the morning. 
Correct. Uh, and because if you are if you are returning from a job thing, let's say I had gone to a, a meeting, I had gone to a company lunch, or I had gone to an interview, returning to the office, you can claim... The ride. You can claim the ride, right? <laughs> so, um, what I did was, I never actually had a 9am interview. Although, although I scheduled one every day for like a year. You were drunk with power. I was drunk with power. So, I just... Oh, uh, I pretended I had a 9am interview. I, I did conduct the interview, of course, I did. It's just that it wasn't at 9am. Yeah, I, I did it later or I did it at night or something else. You know, I did it over email or whatever. Yeah. What I did was, uh, so I could wake up at like 11am uh, <laughs> and then cap to work and claim it. <laughs> and claim the ride. <laughs> and claim the ride, yeah. So so this was why they should have withheld my pay, not because of the other thing. So in hindsight, you actually profited off this company. In uh, it. it I guess it ended up even okay. at the end. <laughs> but yeah, I would say I profited from this company. That was a really petty thing I did. That was kind of petty, but also, like, I guess you were smart about it. Sure. Another thing I did that was also petty when I left. Yeah. Um, this was back in the day before, well, I mean, MP3s were still around. Yeah. But uh, mag- bands and labels, they used to send us CDs. Yes. Like, you know, lots and lots of CDs Because they want you to write about them. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is, you know, now these days they'll send you, like, you know, the, the download link. Yeah. Yeah, but we used to have, like, thousands of CDs in our cabinets. And they belong to us. Yeah. You know, it's like, it doesn't belong to the company or anything. Like, they give you the CDs, it belongs yeah. to the editor, right? So, what happened when the when the initial editorial team left? They all left the CDs. They didn't, nobody, nobody cares. Lah. Who yeah. wants to collect the CDs, right? <gasps> Did you sell the CDs? So, I took all my CDs. Yeah. And I took all their CDs. Uh, because it's technic- it doesn't belong to the company. It belongs to, like, yeah. the, the writer or the editor who got it at first. But yeah. they all told me, like, I can keep it. So I kept my CD. So I, I then the last day at work because I was so frustrated with the claim thing, I, I took like two giant, you know, like travel luggage things yep. to work. Two bags. Uh, yeah, two bags. Um, and then I left work really late, like 9pm, made sure no one was there. Like I went to the cupboard and I took all the CDs, yep. which amounted to, I think it was like 4,500 CDs. Nice. It was really heavy. I kept, you know, two yep. cash converter. Then I sold them. Back then, cash converters is... Uh, the ex- it's like a pawn shop. It's like a pawn shop. Uh, they accept CDs. Back then, it was like 2015, 2014. That's not so long ago. Yeah, but they still accept the CDs. Like back in the day, it used to be one CD for $1. So because CDs were getting out of... Uh, Did you get $4,000? Mm, because CDs were getting out of fashion, it was one CD for 50 cents. Oh. Uh, so yeah, so half of that. So $2,000 is still pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, did, I didn't technically break any rules with that one, but I would say yeah. that was pretty petty. La. I'd say that was smart. That was really, I know, I know. The, the CDs <laughs> belong to me anyways. It, it's just that like, it was common practice to just like leave the CDs. Yeah, because I, I used to work in media as well. I never took the CDs home. Yeah, I, I, I took the CDs home and sold them. I was like, why not? This is this is like easy money lying about. It paid for my trip to Barcelona, I think. Wow. I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I went on a little vacation after that. Yeah, most riders can't afford to go on vacation no, to un- Barcelona. I mean, un- unless you're sent there by your... Yeah, by unless your... it was for work. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's really smart. Th- those are not very petty. Those are like actually pretty humorous. Okay. <laughs> I think petty is like... So I, I used to work... I worked at a couple of events agencies, so mm-hmm. this is not very obvious, but all of them are wildly unprofessional. Mm. And there was one time I was so sick of everybody that I went to work and pretended that I... Had like like lost my voice, oh. so that I wouldn't have to talk to anybody. 
So I kept pointing at my neck and like shaking my hand, like, nope, nope. Well, if you don't speak. know, like JD was a radio DJ. <laughs> yeah. 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 Prior, prior, I did a bunch of things, but yeah. I, that's even worse when you're a radio DJ and if you lose your voice, yeah. you have to take the day off, even though nothing else is physically wrong with wrong you. With you. Yeah. Because yeah. nobody on the radio can hear you. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So what's happened is because. You know, like you were so gracious to be on my show last week. Mm. But most of my friends were less willing to come forward with their stories. Like everybody I know mm-hmm. has had a bunch of work nightmares. But you know, some people are a bit shy. They don't want to tell the stories. Yeah. But they've told me these stories anonymously, mm. knowing that I will tell them on this podcast. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to tell you these stories. Nice. Confidential right? sources. Yeah. yeah. So the question again was... If you're just like, if you've forgotten what it was already, mm. like, what have you done as a result of being so tired from work? Like, you know, it could be something ridiculous or petty or ingenious, like yes. his ear. And uh, so one girl said she cries, which I get. Yeah, that seems pretty, I would want to say predictable, but yeah, it seems fair that people would get frustrated from work and cry. I don't think that's very petty or, mm. you know, or lame. Um, I've cried from work. Sure. Yeah, I think most people have. Yeah. It's stressful. Um, some people like a hit of dopamine with food. Mm. So one girl went for a solo hot pot session. <laughs> yeah. Like for lunch one day? Oh, she just said she went for a hot pot afterwards. So it must have been dinner. Okay. Like she was so sick of everybody. Yeah. She ate a whole hot pot meal by herself. See, the thing is, right, I love eating alone. It's my favorite thing in the world. I love to eat alone. I don't like... I mean, okay, like, I'm, I'm cool with having dinner with friends, but I love eating alone. <laughs> you prefer. But hot pot alone is something else. It's weird, right? Because yeah. hot pot, they serve... It's a communal thing. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. Number one, it's communal. Yeah. Number two, because it's so hot, you're supposed to have people there to chat with while your food cooks. Mm. And also, number three, the servings are so big yeah. that you'd have to eat a lot. If you were eating alone. So that's like a sure sign of how exhausted she was, right? It's crazy. It's one thing to go to McDonald's alone. Hot pot is... Yeah, right? I've done the McDonald's thing. Yeah. So another girl went beyond hot pot. Yeah. Okay. She took a whole trip to Hong Kong for the weekend. Whoa. Because she was tired. Yeah. Like, she was just exhausted. Well, like, not physically tired. I mean, obviously enough energy to go on holiday. But just so exhausted. Mm. Like, emotionally drained from work. Yeah, so she didn't take any time off. She just needed to go that Saturday and Sunday and just like... Yeah. Wow, okay. Last minute. Wow, okay. Bought a ticket and went. I think that's the dream. I'd like to be the kind of person who, on a whim, Mm. can find it in me. I mean, I would have just booked a staycation and pretended I was in Hong Kong and just, you know... that that could also work. Yeah, save money. Plus, not like we can go anywhere anyway. I know. (laughs) Okay, so these ones get a little bit riskier, right? This one's kind of silly, but basically, this girl, who shall not be named, mm. her boss was really, really mean to her, mm. and her boss had a habit of leaving a pair of heels at her desk. Mm. I-, I think it's common. So women, like, they leave heels at their desk, they come to work in, like, flats, mm. and then they go for meetings in the heels, and then, you know, they come back. Yeah. Yeah. So she decided to take one side of the shoe oh. and hide it. Oh, that's, yeah. That's very petty. Mm. But, you know, it's kind of like, it's not that evil. Because, mm. you know, you haven't damaged the shoe. Sure, but you've made the shoe unusable. Yeah, but it's like, it's kind of harmless. You can put it back after two weeks. Did she? I didn't ask. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she did. <laughs> Unless the boss really deserved it, then whatever. I think most bosses do. <gasps> no, I take that back. 
No, I, I mean, I, I think we've all, we all eventually... We've all had a bad boss at some point in our work. Also, I think most of us will eventually be a boss or have been a boss. And, you know, sometimes you just have to be a bad boss. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know. You have to be cruel to be kind. You have to, you have to be the tough guy la, to rein in the discipline. I, like, I'm scared now of progressing in my career. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, one day I'll have a, have a subordinate who goes like, Oh, yeah, you're totally pro-stealing one sides of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, these t- this happened to two different people. Okay. Okay, but it amazes me how, you know, if you're like doing marketing or something, or you work for a small company, mm-hmm. uh, you tend to like everybody tends to have the password for the social media accounts. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And two different people that I asked had changed the passwords no. to do these accounts just to make sure nobody else could get in. No. I know that was really bad. I feel like this warrants like. That's this is that's disciplinary thing, la, Yeah, you? right. Yeah. Like you could call the police and yes, like definitely reprimand them, right? Yeah. So this was like intentionally. Yeah, to like sabotage the company. Yeah, like like I'm like I'm so mad at you that yeah. I don't want you to have access to your own accounts. Wow, that's a that's a major thing. I don't necessarily condone that. I have accidentally tweeted, thinking that it was my account. Yeah, but the company that's account. like a yeah. Like I've seen many accounts that yeah. that has happened to, but that's usually a. A more innocent thing. Yes, it happens, and I immediately delete it. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, but nothing beats the Malaysian. Um, um, I forget the name of the department. Uh, I think they're like communication bureau or something. Mm. And the story goes. Oh, you sent me the screenshots of this. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, I'll link this to wherever I post it if it's on Instagram or something. But basically, uh, it seemed as though this government body, this particular ministry in Malaysia had bought a Twitter account off somebody else and that somebody was a teenager, not yeah. like not even a thinking adult. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you would need to buy an account off somebody. I guess they wanted the followers. The pre-existing followers, But yeah. couldn't you just buy more followers? I suppose the kid's account had real followers. Yeah, okay. So they bought this kid's account and they didn't delete any of his old tweets. Yeah, so he had like juvenile tweets yeah. tweets from the kid. Yeah, so he was like 12 or 13 or 14. Mm. And it's like, there are some misogynistic things, mm. there are some homophobic things, mm-hmm. and some of it is just plain rude. And mm. like... At, I mean, at the same time, so I don't really... Uh, we all... I remember being 12 and 13. It's forgivable yeah. for a 12 or 13 year old to tweet rubbish. Yeah, but... But it's it, not forgivable for a government body. Yeah, to... to s- to be aware that those tweets were around, uh, <laughs> buy the accounts, and then not delete those yeah. tweets, you know? Yeah. By the way, guys, it's really easy to delete all your tweets. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand how people still keep getting cancelled for things they used to say in the past. I know. Uh, so a couple of years ago, when I was trying to take white-collar work seriously, mm. I tried to delete all my tweets. And I had like 60,000 tweets or mm. like I was crazy. And you could either use a free software and there are like so many of those that will delete 5,000 tweets at a time. Mm. Or you could pay like a tweet manager kind of thing. You know, as the ones people use to schedule tweets. Mm. You could also get that and you pay like a fee and mm. then you delete all your tweets. So I subscribed to it for a month just mm. to delete everything. Mm. And now it's all gone. Good for you. I mean, I would have just deleted the account and started a new account. But then you lose the followers. Oh, I mean, I don't care about followers. Yeah, but like, I want to pretend that I have people who care about me. True, 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 (laughs) true. Yeah. Okay. Um, This one, 
less evil okay. than than uh social media than social hijacking. media hijacking, but definitely unethical still. Okay. Uh, these two people again, separate people. Okay. But it's just proof that more than one person has thought of doing this. Mm. Uh, they they stole someone's payslip to mm. check out how much they earned. Like, you know, haven't you ever had a coworker yeah. who is so incompetent and like just bad at their job? So many. Yeah. And that like, but some of them are like superior to you. And then you're like, mm. how is this person in a better position than I am for doing nothing? Mm. So this happens, you know, from people I know. And okay. that's why they stole the pay slips. Oh, no. I know. Again, unethical, but yeah. not as bad as social I, media it hijacking. Didn't actually, it didn't actually harm anyone. Right? Yeah, it didn't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this one, this one, this one's pretty alright. Okay. So this person is a guy, but we'll call him Mimi. Mm-hmm. Most people do. So Mimi went all the way to work, mm. got in his car, drove all the way, mm. parked his car in the basement of the office, mm. and decided, "Man, I'm sick of this shit." Mm. And then he called his boss and said, "Hey, um, it's an emergency. I need to take the day off." And then he just drove home and went to bed. Okay, I mean that's not so bad. I would yeah. do that too. Like I feel like yeah. Yeah. When I, when I heard the story, I was like, "Yep, can relate one hundred percent." I've never thought of doing it, mm-hmm. but now that I've heard it, I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." I can see why. Yeah. Someone yeah. would do this. Like in in the early days when I was not as um aware of the system or wanted to game the system, I would work. So, uh, there was the one time I literally fainted in the office. Why? I was sick. I had been sick for a couple of days. I had like a uh, some sort of lung infection. Uh, this this was pre-COVID. This was Were like you aware? I was I was coughing and I had a high fever, but I was the editor and it was near to deadline. I couldn't miss any time. Yeah, etc. etc. So you like I, I came into the office. Through. Yeah, uh, I remember we had just sent in the proofs to printing. My work was done, and I just fainted in the office. Uh, they, I woke up in the hospital. I think my colleagues had sent me. Yeah. Did you bite anyone in the knee? No, I did not bite anyone <laughs> in the knee. But yeah, yeah, don't don't work so hard until you faint in office. Yeah, man. like un- like don't like your job is just a job, right? Yeah, yeah. Everyone has the internal breaking point, and you know when you need to take a break, take a break. Yeah, take yeah. a mental health day. Yeah, treat yourself. Treat yourself. Okay, so this is the last one. Okay. And I didn't get permission to tell the story. Okay, but it's anonymous, right? Uh, well, it's more like I remember this happening. Mm. And and I also tell everyone the story, which is really mean. Okay. But I, I did realize that this happened because this person was exhausted from work. Yeah. So this happened to a friend of mine. Yes. Let's call him Bob. Okay. Seems anonymous enough. Okay. Okay. So Bob, he is a doctor by mm-hmm. profession. Dr. Bob. Okay. Dr. Bob. And when he first became a doctor... And you're like a houseman. Like you pass your internship. You, mm. Like, you know, and then you're like a medical officer or something. So like you do all the the grunt work. I think. I don't know yes, how it yeah, works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, that's what they do, right? But, but first years re- generally are treated like interns. Oh, but I don't think he was in first year anymore. I think because you do your housemanship, which mm. is kind of like. Residency. Yeah, your residency. Yeah. And then once you pass that, you're a medical officer. Mm. So he was already a medical officer, right? Oh, okay. So he was a doctor, but he was still fairly junior. Gotcha, right? Gotcha. And then, you know, they would have to work very long shifts. Mm. Sometimes they work all night yeah. and, you know, all those things. So I've seen Grayson at the media. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a very grueling process. Yeah. But the other thing is when you work so hard, you kind of want to like let steam off. Is that mm. the phrase? Yeah. Yeah. And 
And this happened when we were in our early 20s. Okay. So he was in his early 20s, recently become a doctor, working very hard, but wanted to party and like let loose, mm-hmm. right? So he had just come off, I think, like a 12-hour shift. Mm. And he wanted to go on a date. So he had met a girl on Tinder mm. and arranged to meet her. And he took her to this bar that has a wine buffet. Okay. So you pay a cover and then yeah, you... Yeah yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So he takes her to this wine buffet. They have a good time. Yeah. And she gets a little frisky and she's like, do you want to take me home? Ooh. Nice, right? Yeah. So he's excited. Yeah, but he's also tired. Right? He's tired and he's drunk yeah, at this point. Yeah. So tired and drunk, not a great combo. I wouldn't make an excuse. I, I know I can't perform. Yeah, but like... Yeah. Young doctor, all sure, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, he's a doctor. He should know better. That's not the point of okay, the story. Okay, I get it. I get it. He is very excited at this point. I get it. Yeah. Um, okay. He's like 24. Okay. Okay. So he's now speeding in his car, Ooh, eager to go home. Okay. Tired, drunk, got a girl, eager to go home. Mm. So he's speeding on the highway back to his place. Yep. And he misses the exit. Okay. So, like, you know, yeah, the highway, yeah, yeah. Like, right? So, he misses the exit and he drives onto the next one. So, you're essentially in the next town, yeah. right? Yeah, turn back. Yeah, but like, this is Malaysia. So, oh. the turn is usually not an immediate turn. You kind of have to go off into a town and then turn around somehow mm-hmm. and then get back on the highway mm-hmm. in the opposite direction, mm-hmm. right? So, he gets off the highway. He asks, like, a toll booth lady, like, mm. where am I? Where do I go? She tells him some directions. He kind of like, he's too drunk to remember. Mm. And then he finds himself at a T-junction, mm. right? So you either turn left or turn right. The signboard's right in front of you. Yes. And in this moment, this boy drove into the signboard. Whoa. And what was behind the signboard was a hill. Oh. Yeah. Is he okay? Oh, yeah. Okay, so this is the miracle of this guy, yeah. Dr. Bob. So he comes out just like, Scratched. Just a, just a little bit scruffed up. Okay. Right? A couple of scratches on his head. A couple of bruises. Okay. Right? So the car's a total loss. Yeah. So this is what happens, right? Yeah. He wakes up the next day. He's in the emergency ward at a different hospital. Yeah. From the one that he works at. And he is in the orange zone. Mm-hmm. And because emergency rooms have different levels of severity. I'm assuming orange is not red. So yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like better than red, right? Yeah. And then the doctors there tell him that she is in the red zone, his date that he's gone out with literally once and just met. She's she's not dead or anything, is she? So she had broken her arms. Okay. Both arms. Bad, but not dead. In three places. Oh, ouch. Yeah. First first date. First date. Just met the guy. Uh, He broke her arm, essentially. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Not not great. She had to take a semester off uni. Fuck. No. Yeah. So she got transferred to a different hospital near yeah. her place, and then he visited her like twice. Oh my god! And it's so awkward, right? Because you're like never gonna go out with this person again. Of course. So the moral of the story is: don't drink and drive. Definitely. Yeah, I don't even get into cars with people who've drunk. Yeah, it's, it's dangerous. But I think the point that I was trying to get at is that we are all overworked. We are, yeah, and, and to the point that many of us make bad decisions. You don't think clearly. Uh, yeah. You don't think about your own safety. Yeah, 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 yeah that happens. In all fairness to Dr. Bob, mm. he has outgrown that personality. He's, he's way more responsible now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's, he's grown from Bob to uh, Robert. Yeah, but this is a story that I love telling everyone, so I'm sorry, guy. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, thanks so much, Hitzir, for joining me again. You're welcome. Yes. So if you'd like to listen to Hitzir even more, mm-hmm. you can follow him everywhere and listen to his podcast at... Uh- I run a pro wrestling podcast uh, with a couple of my friends called Hard Hits Wrestling Podcast. You can find us on Mixcloud, just search Hard Hits, or you can find us on Facebook, you know, just search H-A-R-D-H-I-D-Z, Hard Hits. Uh, that's our pro wrestling podcast. I also run a different podcast talking about pop culture, film, TV, books, comics, music, that sort of stuff. It is called Genre Equality, uh, G-E-N-R-E, Equality. Uh, and you can find us... a great us. name, by the way. It is, it is. I pretty much started that podcast because I came up with the name and I couldn't not use it. Um, so yeah, uh, you can find us on Mixcloud and Facebook as well. Uh, and my then my links are on my Twitter as well. So at HitZero, you can follow me there. Uh, so Genre Equality on Facebook, Mixcloud. Hard Hits on Facebook, Mixcloud. Uh, also a freelance journalist. I mostly write film and TV critiques on Popwire and NME. Uh, you can find my stuff there. Um, yeah, those are all the plugs out. <laughs> Any more? No, I think that's it. <laughs> or you can check out White Collar Horror. Mm. Um, You're already listening to it. Yeah, but like we're White Collar Horror on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's whitecollarhorror.com. Mm-hmm. And if you have a nightmare work story that you'd like to share, just email officepoltergeist at whitecollarhorror.com. Nice, <laughs> nice. Okay, okay. See you next time. Goodbye.